Today, I am bringing back a special guest interview that I recorded to talk about adrenal fatigue and the gut. Heidi Toy is the guest that I interviewed, and if you want to hear my first interview with Heidi, go back to episode 92. Could your emotional stress, chronic fatigue, and pain be related to inflammation? This interview was put on the shelf, so to speak, for a time such as this, and it is jam-packed, so you will want to grab a notebook for sure. Heidi Toy is a certified functional nutritional therapist, certified functional medicine practitioner, and owner of Heidi Toy Functional Medicine. After her own health crisis, she left her career as a senior product manager to gain her certification through the Nutritional Therapy Association in 2013. Then she went on to be mentored and trained by Dr. Dan Kalish at the Kalish Institute for Functional Medicine. I do not want you to feel overwhelmed or discouraged as you listen to this interview. You may hear some words that you haven't heard before, especially from your practitioner. It's okay. That is why I'm here to support you through your specific health challenges. So take what you can, take what stands out to you for your health, and leave the rest for another time for when you're ready. Okay, so grab a drink, grab a notebook, and let's dive in. Are you a Christian woman over 40 who is struggling with consistently low energy and fatigue? Are you tired of trying to navigate the ever-changing health chatter all around you? And do you wish there was a simple solution to just feeling good? Boy, do I see you and I hear you. Hi, I'm Michelle, and as a holistic health coach and fellow midlifer, I have realized the answer to our whole health concerns isn't in the online search bar, those fad diets and endless exhausting workouts. Listen, beautiful mama, as the heartbeat of your home, you have spent your life caring for others well. So now is the time to take good care of yourself, get back your energy, and reclaim your entire health during this season. So if you are ready to stop striving and start thriving as your healthiest whole self, then you are in the right place. Grab your iced coffee, a notebook and pen, and let's treasure your wellness. Welcome back, Heidi. I have Heidi Toy with us. She is a functional medicine practitioner and a nutritional therapist, a functional nutritional therapist. And I just had to have her back. I just wanted to make sure that we had her to continue our conversation with uh, adrenal fatigue and fatigue in general and to talk about how the gut microbiome is so important, so prevalent in why so many women are fatigued. So we're just kind of going to pick up our conversation that we left off last time where we were talking about specific things like leaky gut, IBS. Um, H. pylori, SIBO, and we're just going to let Heidi go ahead and just continue talking about that, talk about where should should we have probiotics, what probiotics should we be taking. So welcome back, Heidi. It's so good to have you back. Hi, thanks for having me back, Michelle. Good to be back. Um, So I'm just going to dive right in to kind of pick up the last time we were talking about like what would stress our adrenals, and I talked a lot about H. pylori and SIBO and what's called gut dysbiosis and not digesting our food and all different kinds of things. And those things mainly, I mean, digestion, again, is a north to south process. And so generally speaking, as a practitioner, when somebody comes to us with south issues, we look further north. 
Um, and many of the things that I'm talking about are just kind of in the last talk and again, now just listed out. Those are generally happening in the stomach and the small intestine. But the large intestine is really where good gut bacteria needs to be. And then we can also have some overgrown bad gut bacteria, which would be the gut dysbiosis. And that good gut bacteria is supposed to be working for us. It makes all kinds of nutrients. It makes um, also something called butyric acid. And, and there's many different types of short chain fatty acids, but butyric happens to be the most studied. So I'm going to just kind of focus on that. And some people will call it butyrate, butyric or butyrate. And that happens from the fermentation process when the insoluble fiber, so when we eat vegetables, our small intestine and our stomach break that food down, but the insoluble portion ends up in the colon, the large intestine, and then the good gut bacteria feeds off of that and makes all kinds of nutrients. And one of them is this butyrate acid, and that is anti-inflammatory. So we need that. And the more of that we have, the less inflamed we get. And then it also helps to create more areas of the colon for the good gut bacteria to adhere to. So when we talk microbiome, it's like we want to do two things. We want to make sure that we don't have the wrong microbiome or in the wrong place. So that's what SIBO is, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It can even be good gut bacteria in the wrong chamber. And it went there because of the slow transit time of the food. But then we also want to nurture and take care of our good gut microbiome because that microbiome in turn is working for us. It's making B, B vitamins. It's making vitamin K. It's making that butyric acid. And it's doing all, and it, then it's also communicating with our own immune system which is through secretory IgA, our SIGA, that's our first line of our immune system. And that bathes, that SIGA bathes that good gut bacteria and they have a constant communication. And that actually happens from, we're sterile when we're born, but we get our first gulp when we come through the vaginal canal from our mothers. And then if we're drinking breast milk, we get exposed. And that communication between that secretory IgA and that gut bacteria starts to couple and make a communication or a communicative relationship. And that's our immune system. So when we look at cortisol, in comes cortisol. So cortisol is anti-inflammatory. So generally speaking, when we run a test, if we see that secretory IgA is up, cortisol's up. And usually that's an acute stressor. And if we see chronically over time, secretory IgA is down, we see cortisol go down. Now, there's something called adrenal fatigue. And that is a term that probably I would say I was told that I had adrenal fatigue. I had stage three and I've told many people there's different stages. There's zero and zero would be you don't have any adrenal fatigue. Everything's working perfectly. And then stage one would be if you had too much cortisol, that would be an acute stress. Or you could maybe be like perfect and then have a cold and you'd get acute and cortisol should go up. Okay. And then 
over time, when you have too much emotional dietary pain, hidden inflammation, cortisol dips down and that's stage two. And then the longer that goes on or the more, uh, the more intense it is, whatever that is that you're experiencing, it can go two, three, four, and four would be almost to the point where they might think somebody has Addison's. It's, it's, it's complete burnout. Now in the Western medicine world, they don't acknowledge adrenal fatigue. In fact, if you say that to somebody like an endocrinologist that's practicing a functional medicine endocrinologist may, there's very few of them. I've yet to meet one, but they are coming about. Um, but if you went to your regular, in fact, I did to my Western medicine endocrinologist and he just turned his chair and started writing like I had just grown a horn. I <laughs> so, um, they don't acknowledge it, but there is a term that they do acknowledge and it's called hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysregulation. And the hypothalamus tells, so if there's a stressor, let's just say that you're driving down the road and somebody sideswipes you, that's a stressor. So cortisol, the stress is going to tell the brain, hey, we're in a stress situation. And the brain is going to tell the body through chemical messengers to put out cortisol and adrenaline. The hypothalamus tells the pituitary. The pituitary is the maestro. And he or she, I call these guys, the guy <laughs> tells the adrenals to do what they need to do. So now if you have a chronic stressor, pain and hidden inflammation in your gut, bad diet, not digesting the diet, SIBO, H. pylori, a parasite, fungus, all of it. I've seen it, leaky gut. I've seen people have every one of those things on a test. Then over time, they become chronic. They hide from the immune system. That's a whole nother story. Could come back for a different one. Um, and they tell the adrenals to put out cortisol. Now, cortisol is also catabolic. What does it mean? It means it tears down the gut lining as well. If you've ever known somebody that's, I remember when I was a kid, we had a friend, he got stung, he was a lineman, he got stung by too many bees by climbing the line. And so they would, and he was allergic to him. So they kept giving him cortisol shots in his hips, and they ended up deteriorating his hips, and he ended up in a wheelchair. Okay, if you are going to church, and you see somebody who has like rheumatoid arthritis, and they're on prednisone, and they have little skinny arms and legs and a big belly, that's because it's, it's catabolic. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our brain knows that cortisol is catabolic. And so when we have all these stressors over time, the brain says, whoa, stop putting out this catabolic cortisol. And it dampens the signal to the adrenals to put that out. Now, put this over here on the side. Now we're gonna go to just something briefly. Maybe <laughs> we have something called the circadian rhythm. It is run by the sun or we follow the sun. We it's inherent. We're hooked to it. We can't unhook. Cortisol isn't running it. It, it. it is influencing cortisol and cortisol and melatonin influencing this. So if I could take and say that this was 6 a.m. where my finger is and down here is 10 and over time, like a ski slope, 
the, our cortisol comes up in the morning and over time it comes down as the day goes on and ends up flattening and melatonin is the reciprocal hormone. Okay. So if our body now I'm going to pull this back in has too many stressors, too much inflammation going on. The cortisol signal has been told to be dampened because it's catabolic by the brain our circadian rhythm flatlines or or gets inverted and that is a way that we used to diagnose it's not really diagnosed because it's not a disease but an imbalance is adrenal fatigue but again the western medicine won't accept that term but they will accept hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysregulation is it the same thing to you if you're having the symptoms it is do I address it the same way to you? Yes, I do. What do I do? I look at the stress response blueprint, emotional, dietary, pain, hidden inflammation, see what one of these items, if all or one, two, three are causing you problems, help you work through removing them, testing your gut, looking at it, removing that, and then addressing the adrenals themselves. And I use this all the time in clinic. If you come to me, because people will go, well, I'm taking holy basil, I'm taking magnesium, and I'm taking uh, ashwagandha and all that, and my adrenals get better. And then when I come off this, they all go right back. That's because that too is a Band-Aid, okay? If you come into my office and you your foot is hurting and you're standing on a nail and I bathe the foot and disinfect the foot and I give you an ibuprofen, you're going to feel better. But if I don't remove the nail, the foot, foot can't heal. And that's the same with this. You have to look at these things, emotional, dietary pain, hidden inflammation, and that is the gut. And that is sitting down to eat. That is getting yourself into a parasympathetic state. I know I'm bringing up brand new stuff, but to a calm rest and digest state that is masticating and chewing your food with the teeth that we were given. And so that you're breaking it down to lessen the burden, north to south, it starts here, parasympathetic, masticating, swallowing, letting your stomach do the digestive work. If that's not happening, working with somebody like one of us or another practitioner that you trust that can tell you these things, um, getting your digestive system, your microbiome, and then making sure what you're eating is feeding that microbiome because that microbiome wants to work for you. It wants to work for you and it was designed to work for us. So that is adrenal fatigue, kind of how it gets affected by the, the GI in a nutshell. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, that was great. That was a deep dive, which I of course love. I love that so much. Um, you know, it's so interesting because Western medicine, like you said, they don't recognize adrenal fatigue, fatigue per se. Um, and it's been my experience where they don't recognize it until it's Addison's, until you do that blood work that tells you that you have Addison's. So in my experience, I've not had it coined HPAD, um, you know, dysregulation, but it's always been Addison's. And so they've never acknowledged adrenal fatigue. And most often, most practitioners don't, they don't recognize it. So what would your advice be to somebody who maybe they 
they need to go into a conventional doctor's office. Maybe they are unable to seek out right now a holistic or functional practitioner. What kinds of questions maybe could she ask her doctor so that she could get proper testing for everything related to that? I mean, Addison's, first of all, Addison's is an autoimmune disease. So right. that's a whole other host of things. I mean, that means that you have to find out why. And again, Western medicine, unless they're versed and trained, they're not going to try to figure out why you got the autoimmune. But the same reason why I'm, what I'm pointing out here are the same things like blood sugar dysregulation can cause an autoimmune flare. Um, stress can cause an autoimmune flare. Going into a, the wrong time zone, flying, changing of time zone can cause an autoimmune flare. So unless they're versed in it, they're just going to treat the Addison's with giving you cortisol, prednisone, right? hydrocort. The questions that, the, and, and most doctors, I, I, you know, I say like they're willing to recognize it. Okay, when I say that, I should really step back and say they're willing to have a conversation with our side. <laughs> and I don't want to say there's sides on this. Unfortunately, we need to come together for the whole of the person. And I love to work with Western medicine practitioners. I have a whole host of them. I live in a town where Mayo Clinic is. I have a lot of people, Mayo and Marshfield Clinic refer to me to help people off the purple pill is one of the things I get a lot that they're living on um, Prilosec and they need to get off of it. Whole nother story. Yeah. But they have to find out why they needed to go on it in the first place. And they just don't have a program for that. But so the questions would be, first of all, is to ask to test your cortisol in the morning. And then I would, and that's going to be a blood draw. And that's going to rule out Addison's. But then you could also ask them if they would test cortisol throughout the day. Yeah. Okay. And they may be willing to do that with a blood draw. Um, there's other tests. There's a saliva, adrenal saliva index profile. And then there's also something called the Dutch and that's a urine test. It's a dried urine test. Um, either one, but if your doctor's familiar, they may be. And if not, then you're going to have to go outside of them and find a practitioner, but I'm going to encourage you don't do it on your own. Okay. Um, I know I'm not really answering the question of how do I get help from my conventional doctor, but if you get the test now, the saliva, they're not going to acknowledge as much as the Dutch. And if you get it and you can get a skilled practitioner to read it, um, and write you either a report, which they should, and then have a conversation or bring that report back to your doctor so that they can understand it. Um, because the doctor can read, obviously, and they can read a report. So that would be if they won't run these tests, then you work with somebody and you bring them back to them. But you could go online and get the test. But a test is just numbers unless you have somebody that's skilled to read the test and to marry that up with your lifestyle. Because again, your lifestyle is my analogy is the nail. That lifestyle has to be changed. Why you got adrenal fatigue, or if you want to call it hypothalamus pituitary dysregulation, either or is lifestyle. And it is stacking that lifestyle up and, and emotional dietary pain, hidden inflammation. And the biggest one is probably emotional. 
We've talked a lot about um, the hidden, but the one you can control is dietary. Yeah, I mean, really, we kind of, there's so much going on in our world that we cannot control, but we absolutely can control what we put in our mouth. 100%. And, and I think that, you know, it's, it's really, we all have our own breaking point, right? Where we're just like so fed up of being sick and tired. And, you know, we're just tired of feeling the way we feel that we have to maybe be drastic, you know, depending on the situation and the circumstance, we might have to be drastic. We might have to be um, very, very disciplined. And that's okay because, you know, we've had our whole life to eat and drink and be merry and do whatever that we wanted to do. But when our health is affected, you know, it's, it's time to be serious about it. It's time to be intentional and it's time to be really disciplined so that you can then feel better. Because a lot of the women that I work with are kind of either in the sandwich generation is what I call them because they have children still at home, but they're taking care of aging parents. So mm -hmm. that's why they're in that sandwich generation or they're empty nesters. And again, aging parents. So there are constant and chronic stressors that are going on and you know we have to not only take care of the emotional be present in the moment like you said and eat well but you know we really have to kind of take the bull by the horns and take control of our own health because yeah because nobody's going to do this for us we have to kind of pull up our big girl panties and we've got to do it ourselves because um and and ask for help and, and look outside of your traditional uh, Western medicine for the help that you need. So you get the answers that you need, you know, whether that's somebody like Heidi or somebody like myself or, you know, anybody else that you can find in your hometown. And fortunately, there's a lot of functional and integrative and holistic practitioners that do virtual work. So I virtual work. I'm sure you do too. Yes. I, I do predominantly virtual. So it, it makes it a lot easier for you to get the help that you need now. So um, yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. So I, I think this has been wonderful. This has been very helpful. If you could recommend um, just starting with a basic thing to help with your gut, would you suggest to start eating fermented foods or would you suggest to just start with a probiotic? What's your take on that? I think that you would, okay, so first I'm going to say fermented foods, um, which most people nowadays drink kombucha, and I wouldn't start with that. That has the highest amount of fluoride in it um, because of the tea, and that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Again, yes, that is. Because fluoride can crystallize the pineal gland, and also it replaces the uptake receptor cells of the thyroid. Um, so Fluoride is kind of a big no-no, but people don't realize that with kombucha. And I do drink it, but I drink it limited. But let's go over here. So um, fermented food, as long as you don't have a yeast overgrowth, and a good way to know that is it's kind of a, a some people might think it's an over, over, old wives tale, but one thing I do is I look at people's tongues. So look at your tongue in the mirror. I'm not going to stick my tongue out, but yeah. If you see a white coating as the day goes on, that's oral thrush. And yes. so there's a good chance that you have some kind of a yeast overgrowth. That doesn't mean you have full on candida, but there's a good chance you do. 
And if you get um, kind of funny and, and I don't want to say funny, but feel funny in moldy places or something like that. And then you go buy full on fermented sauerkraut, which means either you make it or you buy it raw, which like one that's raw is like, I know they have one at Costco and I can't think of the name of it, wild something. And then they have bubbies. Bubbies. Yeah. Bubbies is the so one. I'm start with a small amount of that ferment and see how you feel. And I would say that that's a great probiotic, but um, probiotic itself is going to be taking one is better. But if you have then eating fermented foods that just helps feed it. So I would try and do both. Um, I don't know if this is too sciencey, but the reason why if you have candida is because candida is putting out a byproduct that's called acetylidylhyde and it uses up your glutathione master antioxidant store. So you don't want to be bringing in more fermented things that use up your antioxidant store because that's part of fatigue. And that could be, again, you need to work with a practitioner to, to ascertain all of this. But, um, and it's done through sometimes trial, error, testing, whatever. And it's not, your medicine, Western medicine doc's not going to do that. But um, that's one. So if you eat, like some people tell me when I tried to drink kombucha and it makes me feel drunk fast or it makes me feel woozy or foggy or brain fog, that's because you probably have a candida overgrowth or a fungal overgrowth and you're using up your glutathione store. Master antioxidant. Okay, next. Um, probiotic, yes, as long as it's broad spectrum and not from Walmart or Walgreens, um, I would get a professional grade um, one. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be cold. Some people that have SIBO and things of that nature, they don't do well with those. They need a soil-based probiotic. Um, so there's good soil-based. There's a number of them on the market. Um, that might be where you have to live if you have candida or SIBO or any kind of GI dysbiosis. But the biggest thing I'll tell you if you can handle it is, and that, and there again, that just depends on what you have. If you have SIBO, you're not going to be able to handle a lot of insoluble fiber vegetables because in the wrong tank, that small intestine, that bacteria is living off that and fermenting it. It's causing gas and bloating. But if everything was okay and you're just saying, what could I start? And I don't have SIBO and I don't have fungus and I just need to. Yes, a probiotic. But the biggest thing is start making a dirt smoothie. Start small. I'm going to just pick up a jug here. This is not small. Okay. This is 40 ounces. So let's just say I was using a Nutribullet. I might start in the morning by putting this much water and putting a little clip of soft butter lettuce because it's not as pungent as maybe like kale and maybe a clip of um, a carrot and a beet or something like that and blending this up and drinking it. And as you get more accustomed to um, drinking this, you would add and start adding different vegetables and more water and drink more of it. And you're drinking that dirt smoothie will feed your microbiome. And then if you are working with me and you can also get this, butyrate, butyric acid. You can buy butyrate, butyric acid. And that is actually what I use to grow the microbiome over taking probiotics because we have your appendix. That's what it actually is. It's a nursery. That's why we need our appendix. Our appendix is the nursery for growing new bacteria, beneficial gut bacteria, and it's stored there. So that's the baby nursery. 
And then when we eat the right foods and we bring out that butyrate that they're supposed to be making, which would decrease the inflammation and we give it the right food, then the baby nursery is kind of sweet, isn't it? Um, we get this, it is. And then, <laughs> yep. And then we, they come out and they will start to proliferate and grow because you're feeding them and they want to be fed and then make sure you're eating vegetables. And people ask me what kind of vegetables cooked is going to be better. Why? Enzymatically rich is raw. Mineral rich is cooked and it's also partially digested. So if you're having problems north to south, you're getting that in and you're feeding your gut microbiome and that feeding of that microbiome is like the key to success. Like that's the end game of everything Michelle and I are talking about here is I have all these different things. I've removed the nail, but the final game for all of us is to get and keep our clients, patients is with healthy microbiomes. It's really, it's what we've been given as a gift from God for our immune system and our health. And, you know, and I'm so passionate about it, it almost makes me want to cry. So I'm not trying to be drama over here, but so um, feed your microbiome, feed your microbiome, feed your kids microbiomes. It's, it's really important. Feed your dog's microbiomes, 27% decreased in cancer for dogs. I have a dog, she's near and dear to my heart. She gets vegetables every day. Okay. Ooh, that's a whole other topic for sure. Because um, yeah, what, with what I went through with our dogs and cancer and what I learned about what's in pet food and, and all of that. Yeah, I, absolutely. hundred percent. I agree. Right. Um, it, you know, all roads lead to the gut, you know? <laughs> they do. I tell my mom all the time. They say, I keep bringing her up. 91, gut is the hub of health. I mean, now I've got her saying it. Gut is the hub of health. Right. I love it so much. Well, thank you. Thank You're you for welcome. coming back. Thank you for um, doing another um, episode with me. I appreciate that so much. And again, um, just, you know, where can they find you if they want to go ahead and work with you? I am Heidi Toy and my website is Heidi Toy Functional Medicine. And whether you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a group, I have both, but I also have tons of free stuff. I have a great blog that's updated on the regular and also like email series um, on, I think that different things, there's something on there about adrenal fatigue. There's something on there about doing keto and batch cooking. And I, I, I do email series all the time. So, you know, it might not even be that you're, you're, you don't have to buy something from me. You can just come and, and check out my website. I, I love to have people that are learning and, and thinking. I'm not just writing these blog posts in a vacuum. So echo chamber, I want other people to read them and, and learn from them. Yeah. Oh, and I was, medicine. Sorry. Sorry, Michelle. That's okay. I was just going to second that, that, um, you know, check out Heidi's blog because she has a lot of great information and you can, you know, just keep a notebook, keep a notebook handy. If, you know, I, I always say if coaching isn't right for you right now, that's okay. You know, just keep listening, keep learning, keep growing and, uh, you know, keep seeking because that's going to help you in the long run and, you know, keep praying, keep asking God to show you the direction that you should take. So um, yeah, check out Heidi's uh, website, check out her wonderful blog, great information there. And um yeah, I really appreciate you coming back on for another another episode. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you very sure. much. I'll thank have to you. have you on again, but thank you so much. Have a great right. day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this interview with Heidi. I know we got into the weeds of gut health and adrenal talk, but I don't want you to feel discouraged. 
This is exactly why I bring on experts to help you with another tool in your toolbox towards your optimal health. And this is why I do what I do, to reduce the overwhelm and help you move the needle forward so that you can start feeling better and begin to feel confident in caring for yourself. Because you are your own best advocate for your health. And getting the help and support is a really big part of that. So that said, if you have recently gotten some of your own labs done and you have more questions than answers, which is incredibly common, unfortunately, feel free to reach out to me for a lab analysis session. We will discuss lifestyle tweaks that you can make to improve your health so that you can be proactive in caring for yourself instead of reactive. You do not have to wait three to six months for a recheck of your labs to begin making changes now in a way that feels manageable and doable. So the link for that lab analysis session will be in the show notes, or you can go on my website, treasuredwellness.com for the information there as well. And I just want to leave you with one of my favorite verses in the Bible, 3 John 2, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Yes and amen. So if you have found value in today's episode, share this with a friend and consider going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a five-star review. This does help other women just like you to find the show. And Treasured Wellness can also be found on soulwind.tv and Christian Mix 106. So check out those amazing platforms as well. Come on over to the Treasured Wellness community on Facebook, Holistic Health for Christian Women Over 40, and I would love to welcome you there. Okay, have an amazing day, and remember, you are a beautiful treasure.